This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. there everybody my name is ron ecstasy and this is blue men group it's a podcast uh, pretty much about weird news and i do this podcast with two of my bestest friends Derry <laughs> welsh and john bedron there we go hi yeah right, Who, would you rank us by the way um sure are we on equal footing is that even like um i've known devin for much longer than i have john oh. so i will say that devin is number two and john's number one yeah but i'm closer to you physically <laughs> uh yeah, yeah you are sitting on my mirror. lap you are sitting on my lap right now and um yeah was that a good intro i um i'm exhausted now yeah no that was good that was okay good. cool i was just was wondering uh if you, if truly listener, if you have any comments about uh, my intros, please send me a DM on Instagram at Ron Ecstasy or send a letter if you want. Re and N. I mean, excuse me, Blue Man Group <laughs> at P.O. Box 21249, Detroit, Michigan 48221. All right, let's get into it. Um, let's check out this week. In history. in history. May 6, 1937. In Lakehurst, New Jersey, the German dirigible Hindenburg bursts into flames and crashes upon arriving for landing. Reporter Herb Morrison is there. It's a terrific crash, ladies and gentlemen. The smoke and the flames now, and the flame is crashing to the ground, not quite to the mooring mass. All the humanity and all the passengers. Whoa. Wow. Herb Morrison. Wow. Okay. <laughs> herb smoking on that herb. Yeah. Herb I know. Who is, is this guy? Uh, he is. It's so funny going, that everyone used to talk like that too. That was like like that old tiny voice where it's all quivery and Oh yes. Yeah. On the radio. Yeah. And he, uh to hear to hear to hear a broadcast tragedy live being narrated live in that voice is very Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate that they didn't you know, the victims of this crash didn't have a much more like dignified voice a better you know a baritone you know yeah. someone with a lower yeah. voice yeah i know you want ron reagan mic, you want reagan on the mic would, during a moment oh like this God. i would well, love if reagan narrated my death well hold on how many people were because they weren't in the hindenburg they were in the little capsule thing below it yeah the people were there a lot of, you can only fit like six people in a blimp so the sky deck is it really like... What was a dirigible? Wait, wait, what's the difference between a dirge? Is a hot air balloon a dirigible the same thing? Uh, no. A dirigible, dirigible is like a blimp, as far as I know, with like a little, again, like sky deck, as you said. And then hot air balloon is just open air. You're out there. Okay. Um, as far as I know. that I mean, I'm, 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 we're not going to look that up. Uh, okay. Again, if you have... Uh, Ron is looking up the... Uh, Hindenburg film Wikipedia page because he hit the wrong link. Yeah, yes, I did. This, Thank you. The narrator is Thank funny. You. It's it's like somebody from the 30s that is so much more sensitized to bad news or videos of bad things happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like crying yeah. his eyes out, and it's like I feel like if a, a reporter covered this today, they would just be completely stone faced. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I would not be. would be on the news. I don't think. No, not this at would, all. Yeah. This would be uh, just an everyday thing. I mean, yeah, he was like, he was not used to things catching on fire and exploding, or like not at disasters. All. Yeah, he was. Nowadays, overcome. I mean, come on, that's every day. By the way, this is what I did not know this about the the Hindenburg. It had sixty three f- previous flights. Oh, yeah. I thought this was like the first time they were trying it out. I and thought then, it was like, like a Titanic situation. It was like a huge fail it's on like, what, <laughs> Mr. Do, Hindenburg's part. You do 63 flights in this incredibly dangerous blimp. And then yeah. on the 64th flight, it crashes. I mean, like, what do you want? It had a good run. Yeah, right? it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I thought it also, I thought it was like a Titanic situation where it was like the hubris of of buoyant air flight. <laughs> like, 
the blimp that would never sink. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And then it I crashed wonder... immediately. But it's yeah, it's like it had a storied like some you know there are more there are planes flying in the uh, in airspace right now with less flights logged than that. Yeah, I want, I, well, I want to hear a reporter that's like, well, you know, I'm surprised that this didn't happen sooner, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and did they did they news report on all 63 flights before? <laughs> was there yeah, a right, news exactly. reporter being like, and now it's taking off? But I guess that it was a little suspicious that they it, were filming at the time. <laughs> I guess it was in New York, right? Like, and, and it was it, it's like a Nazi blimp. Well, essentially. Hey, I mean, you know. Uh, who knows? Okay, I it's it isn't this exciting that I have no idea what any of this I, is, and I'm just kind of making everything it. up, or <laughs> trying to read throwing about the it. word okay, so, Nazi around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's like, not, let's not you know, let's not get on the blimps case. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it says here the airship flew from 1936 until she was destroyed by fire 14 months later, um, May 6, 1937, in, in New Jersey. And it was the end of its first North American transatlantic journey of her second season of service. Oh no, with the loss of 36 lives. Okay. Cool. So, and, and, and I guess it was uh, much larger than I was imagining because uh, in the, the, on the Wikipedia page for the L7129 Hindenburg, you can see some, some uh, photos of the dining room lounge. They say it's really comfortable. Like, yeah, it was like a really luxury way to it fly. Got, yeah, it got really hot at the well, end. Well, I was gonna say, do you think do you think the people who were on the Hindenburg as it was crashing had like a really gentle crash? Yeah, do you think it's that, like you know the air doesn't there's no turbulence? Do you That's think true. that as they were falling, they felt that they felt good that this was a good death and that like they were looking <laughs> yeah. forward to it because it was more comfy than some other oh, it death? Looks like the, <laughs> oh, it looks like the ground's one. approaching. Yeah. And boy, am I am I hot. It's extremely hot in here. Um, I, I, I don't know why they crashed. They seem to like hit something maybe, uh, again, I, I don't know. Oh, we because no the idea. accident has never been determined conclusively. Really? That's good. Although many there's, a hypothesis. Camera. there's a camera footage of it. Yeah. I think Herb, the uh, announcer had some, some ideas about it. Um, do you think there are like, um, Hindenburg truthers, people who are like, this was all staged. Uh, yes, because right here it says sabotage theories notwithstanding, one hypothesis often put forth involves a combination of gas leakage and atmospheric static conditions. So, but mm. it, it it kind of said it, it at does, the start yeah, that like it alludes to conspiracies. Yeah, well, maybe the pilot um, took it out. Maybe you know he wanted to go out on a high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe um, it was like assassination. Oh my God! By the Nazis? Right? Nazis yeah. again. Well, not too sure what happened. We'll yeah. never know really. who was involved or why they were in New Jersey. And really, we're just planting a seed in your brain to learn more about it on your own time. That yeah. is a uh, part of the appeal of yeah. some of this is that uh, you know you can just take it as it goes. Yeah. All right. Well, Plus it's like well, you know, this is it's this week in history. So you, right. as a listener, should be thinking about this stuff because. Every week, you know, sixty years ago, this is this was on everyone's mind. Yeah, this yeah. exactly. This is important very, stuff. Don't let it go advice. without you know. But use your imaginations. Don't just listen to what we're saying and then just stop right there. Like, think yeah, about yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> Make up your own theories. Yeah, that's, think about that's it yourself. Fun too. That's yeah. fun. That's fun as well. And friends love that kind of stuff. Friends love nothing more than when you just kind of hit them with your own ideas about things uh specifically with regards to uh dirigibles <laughs> um <laughs> that's like a very cool thing to do but mm -hmm. hey let's uh you know put that fire out right there so to speak it's someone someone put a space blanket on herb morrison calm him down <laughs> yes space yeah blanket yeah exactly. someone bring him a cup of tea yeah, yeah. herb morrison the the uh, tv announcer may not have survived uh, there was actually yeah. 37 deaths. <laughs> he, <laughs> he ended up dying in uh, 1989, but I think it's safe to say that he was a changed man after the Hindenburg explosion. All right, yeah. let's go into my favorite part of the show. What's in the news?
don't know if it's fair for you to say it's your favorite. I mean, it's also my favorite part. It's my show. It's my favorite. Really? It's every okay. Well, here we go. I've got one that kind of covers a lot of bases. If you li- if you've listened to the show before, we do some things. We 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 talk about borders. We talk about nation states. We talk about the relations between them. We talk about people taking things from one to another. All of that. This this story from Foreign Policy Magazine uh, says headline: Belgium has made a territorial gain over France. And this story, I think, brings in all of those things that we talk about, right? So... Yeah. Wow. Please, listen to this. This is spectacular. I love this story so much. Belgium... That's a country, by the way. In um, <laughs> in Central Europe, it's uh, quite a busy country and a lot of different people do, with different ideas about how things should be done. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Belgium, as you're saying. And I'm not talking about the EU parliament oh, yeah. um, oh. in Brussels. Okay, so Belgium has made a territorial gain over its neighbor. That is France, by the way. Uh, after a local farmer moved a centuries-old stone marker delineating the Franco-Belgian border. Hmm. The farmer from the Walloon municipality of Erquilines moved of the boundary stone roughly 6.5 feet to give his tractor an easier passage, thereby breaking the Treaty of Kortik signed in 1820. That's wow. right, everyone. The Treaty of Kortik is broken. <laughs> oh my so, God. This is a slippery yeah. slope. I mean, we know that there has been peace in Europe since uh, 1945. Can we sound the war alarm? Can we get the EU war alarm? The yeah. EU is disintegrating as we speak. It sounds like we're going to have the Franco-Belgian border is going to be running with blood again. Yeah, folks, we remember the First World War. We remember the Second World War. Um, you, you you know that when European borders start changing, things are going to get really bad really quickly. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not one to say that we need to fort- fortify our borders. Is that the right word? <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Uh, fort- it's, fort- it's something. Uh, fortify. Sure. Fortify. Okay. Yeah. But uh, listen, I want everyone, all of our Belgian listeners, I want you standing on guard at that border because... As we know, John, John, because France might try to take it back. Well, whose side are we on here? Are we on Belgium's side? Do we recognize Um, the new borders or not? (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to consider Ah, here. (laughs) Okay, well, this is okay. Belgians, it's time to to fight. Yes, Belgians, pick up your arms. French, we need the French. Okay, so French dogs have been living like off the land for too long. It's time for them to pay for their crimes against the Belgian people. Your border is your birthright frenchmen okay. stand yeah. down stand down you think the, France. this this belgian farmer is like a a long lost member of like black hand or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah yeah world war three <laughs> this is not <laughs> we, yeah this is not accidental he's part of a, a black block that is you know pushing are, are, uh front guard actions are there mm-hmm. any uh basketball players from uh belgium i don't know that we know uh, are there I any like, good basketball yeah Maybe there could be like some trade of like the best Belgian basketball player that is six foot five because it's like oh. <laughs> six and a half feet is what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, maybe if it's like, listen, if you're going to take that, well, I get, well, maybe okay, France so and Belgium, maybe France and Belgium exchange uh, all uh, a handful of six foot five men and they That's, switch yeah, their yeah, citizenships exactly. as a show of good faith. Yes. And then they could have like one of those uh, volleyball games at the border or soccer games, too. You know, like that's always happening. Uh, Border countries love to put down their guns and play soccer for one day. Um, So, yeah, the Treaty of Cortic, John. Okay, these are just some of the notes I took when John was uh, talking about it earlier, because, John, you you studied the Treaty of Cortic in. uh, I did my thesis. Military college. Cortic. Yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. this was. This was my specialization. Okay, so yeah, this is what John, he he could read it, but I'll (laughs) read it. Uh, It was signed on the 28th of March in 1820, and it's it's currently at the Museum of Arts at the uh, Brühl Museum in in Kortik, which is a city in Belgium. Um, This, that's where John- I sign off on all this, by the way. I'm here as a a, Mm. a, uh, 
consultant. That's yes. great. Uh, so the, yeah. the, this treaty laid out the boundaries between France and the United Kingdom of the Netherlands. Don't okay. So I said the United, the United Kingdom of the Netherlands. Let's, yeah, you put a comma in there. Yeah, I didn't mean United Kingdom of the Netherlands. You uh, put a under, little gravestone in that sentence, and it made it seem like the the border <laughs> for one country was much bigger. than one. A gravestone <laughs> in Flanders Fields. Ah, also in Belgium, mm -hmm. uh, poppies grow row by row. Um, Belgium inherited the border upon its independence from the Netherlands in 1830. Nowadays, these boundaries still stand with some minor corrections as the official boundaries between Belgium and France and between Luxembourg and France. What? John, do you uh, sign off on all that? That's all pretty true. There's a couple of common misconceptions, but it's not really relevant to the story. So we're just going to go ahead and move on. Okay. okay. So uh, <laughs> this is what happened. All right. So they this this the tractor guy, it's probably a farmer. Uh, let's <laughs> safe to assume a farmer yeah. needed to get his huge tractor, massive, wide dump truck really, ass yeah. tractor uh, through this area. Assuming he's had the tractor for a while, but I don't know. Maybe he just got it last week or something, and it's well, wider than his previous one. ones. Yeah, yeah, and and he needed to get through, and then it got serious. So I mean, serious but good natured, because after some good natured talks with uh, his French counterpart in the neighboring town of uh, Bousigny sur Roc, Erkeline's mayor David Lavaux. Uh, has attempted to head off a diplomatic incident by asking the farmer to put the stone back where he found it. Hmm. I don't and know. And of about course, that. the farmer is refusing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he enlarged Belgium. He reduced France. It wasn't a good idea. But I was happy that my town got bigger. Lavo joked. Is that a joke? I know. That's what I mean. He said in military fatigues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said pointing a gun at like yeah. everyone. Yeah. So hopefully Lavo yeah. is not rounding up a militia to uh, continue actions. This yeah. mayor was being interviewed. He had his fingertips on a tabletop that had a big map on it and like <laughs> tiny little like, you know, monopoly sized tanks. Yeah. Monopoly yeah. icon sized tanks that he was like talking and bending over the map. And he was like sort of saying all this. And this, whoever this journalist is, is clearly adding all this jovial nature because it's clearly not in the story. For yeah, and and if you if you look up uh, uh, David Lavo in Erkelins or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, you can see some pictures of these of this stone. It's a very large stone. It's a, it's a it's a I've seen these kinds of things before. It's like a European border stone. I don't, there's no other name for it. Yeah, uh, very tasteful. Um, Oh, see, yeah. I thought it was a gravestone. No, Could be no, both. No, no. It's a boundary stone, I see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a gravestone for the uh, uh, the United Kingdom of Netherlands losing. It's a gravestone for the European Union is what it is. Oh, yeah. It could be that as well. Okay, so like, uh, it, yeah, I, I found the uh, French uh, web, the web, I looked at how France was reporting it, okay? I don't really speak French. I don't speak French that well, let's say. Uh, I don't speak French at all. And... I had to use Google Translate, but the French translation of, of the story. So this is kind of like, you know, looking at how the media is uh, is taking sides here. Mm -hmm. uh, they say this story amuses the inhabitants of this village in the north of France. It makes talk about us. I think that <laughs> means like people are talking about us. Uh -huh. okay. <laughs> Rejoices a passerby. <laughs> <laughs> but kidding, okay. yeah, yeah. But kidding aside. The dishonest farmer, <laughs> so they call them no, the wow, dishonest yeah. farmer, <laughs> wow. could be called to order by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs if he does not put the terminal back in the right place or relocates it again. This so, is so funny. France yeah. is pulling is... in the federal government. Yeah, the Belgians are laughing about it, and France is like, yeah, it's pretty funny, but also seriously, if you don't put it back... Yeah, there could be hell to pay for you. <laughs> yeah, so the French uh, Marines or gendarmes or whatever they I forget what they're called, but uh, they they wear those like uh, little pillbox hats. They're going to be coming to Belgium. Uh, to Is this when like the French Foreign Legion away. would step in? I think so. I do think so. <laughs> but uh, I yeah, we have to. I guess I to be honest, I'm on the side of Belgium. They Me deserve too. six point five feet. 
Yeah. Come on, give it to them. They're taking it much better. They're they're chilled out. They're cool with it. Uh, and I don't like the way that France is is taking it to uh, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. So another tattling. France is so, tattling. So let's keep an eye on that. And um, good luck, Belgium. We stand with Belgium. All right, let's go over to let's go underground, okay? I would like to go underground. Uh yeah. Deb, can can you take us underground? You've got a shovel there. Yeah, I've got a wonderful story here. Just going to dig up a little uh patch of earth and oh, wow, look nice. under here. The story, uh the headline, crazy worms have invaded the forests of 15 states and scientists are worried. Um <laughs> some call them crazy worms. <laughs> Pick one up and you'll see why, as the creepy crawly jerks, writhes, and springs out of your hand. It may even leave its tail behind as a grim souvenir. And what? now scientists are finding the Wrigglers have spread to at least 15 states across the U.S. Wrigglers, so, by the way, is a scientific term for yeah, worms. Yeah, so we've yes. got a problem here. We've got crazy worms spreading all across the United States of America. They won't talk about it on the mainstream media. No, um, the MSM is denying silent. that this exists. yeah. Um, the worms of the <laughs> genus Aminthus, also known as snake worms, Asian jumping worms, and Alabama jumpers, okay, according oh, yeah. to Smithsonian Magazine, are a highly invasive lot that first made their way to North America in the 19th century, stowed away on ships carrying plants and dirt. Whoa. Since then, they've spread, well, like crazy, and have now yeah. been sighted in more than a dozen states, including Minnesota, Wisconsin, Missouri, Illinois, Iowa, Nebraska, Ohio, Texas, Louisiana, Indiana, Kansas, and Indiana... Indiana mentioned twice, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> I like that these these worms were introduced in, in the 19th century and they laid in wait for a real long time. Yeah, th this was the year. They're like, yeah. all right, here we go. Finally. Or is there? Uh, is it a slow I'm a building confused. thing? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's worms a little, aren't that fast. I'm a little confused as to what the problem is. Uh, I have well, to John, I have to John, these are jumping worms. I, they, these worms are these jumping. Worms don't they're sound crazy very threatening worms. to me. As like a guy who's 5'11", these worms don't... And I'm assuming the scientists are somewhere in the range of 5'4 to 6'1, somewhere in that <laughs> range. How long are these worms? They can't be that big. What is the problem here? Ah, uh, okay. Here we go. Um, the the uh, one thing we've noticed is that these earthworms, not only do they change the soil structure and the nutrient dynamics in the, in the soil, but they also somehow or another displace uh, other species of earthworms that are already there. Not so good. it is an invasive species. Um, I see. It's like eminent domain for worms. So the scientists are worried in an abstract sense. They're not scared of the worms. They're not scared of the worms. They're worried about the uh, effect that the worms are going to have on... Uh, I see. The ecological. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining like a doctor worm or whoever like is in charge <laughs> at the at University of Michigan to look at all of these things, just like looking at their fingernails and be like, is something going on? And they're just like the word, the crazy worms. I'm scared yeah. of them. <laughs> like, um, yeah, speaking the, from yeah. behind their their fingers are in their mouth. Chewing. Exactly. Their yeah. <laughs> Well, so I saw this uh, in, in the article from LiveScience.com. It says, it's unclear how exactly the worms continue to spread across the country. Uh, according to a January 2020 article in The Atlantic, scientists think the worms could be hitchhiking from across state borders uh -oh, in imported border plants on the treads of truck, truck, tr that's a tough one, excuse me. <laughs> on the treads of tuck tr truck tie. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Wow, look at you. On the treads on of truck, the treads treads of truck, truck tires. tires. <laughs> Whoa. That's the name of the episode, by the way. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a, uh, like a jewel lyric. Yeah. Uh, Tori Amos um, on the wings, of, on the arms of an angel. On the treads of truck tires. <laughs> um, <laughs> by, clinging, yes. by clinging to landscape equipment or even sailing down waterways. And then in brackets, their cocoons can travel surprisingly far in water. <laughs> what? Um, oh, my God. These so are right. crazy. You're crazy they're, for this one. They're Earth sailing one. down the Mississippi, <laughs> populating the entire country. It's, it's madness. All right. Yeah. I've got You ready for this? I'm yeah. yeah. Solve this problem right now. National okay. Fisherman's Holiday. Oh, 
problem solved. Yeah, you're you're thinking about bait. You're you're thinking mm -hmm. about using the worms as a yes, bait absolutely. to give oh, yeah. everybody the day off of school or work. Uh, it's a federal holiday. It's and, mandated, actually. It's ob obligatory. Yeah, everyone has to go fishing. No G. And go fishing. Yeah. And the Biden and, administration sends uh, these worms out to every household in America. Exactly. The National Guard is going to round up every man, woman, and child in the United States in these 15 states, get thrust in at them a bucket of worms, of crazy worms, <laughs> point them into the direction of the local fishing hole, mm -hmm. and then it's catch and release. You just keep catching oh, fish. Yeah. They, the yeah. fish eat the worms. Yeah, yep. Give That's it like good. a day or two. You'll be, it'll be fine. It'll be over. It's and all over. Fish population is going to be um, huge. Huge. And then, you know, fish fry Friday. Yeah, six months two, later. Two. Wow. Solve wow. that problem. Two birds with one stone. Also, everyone gets a nice little like cookout on Friday. Yeah. How about this? This Fish is sticks. A... Yeah. By the way, I'm running for office. Yeah. <laughs> vote for John. These are the kind of no nonsense solutions that I'm offering to people. Yeah. So, I, I mean, Devin, do you, do you have any experience with worms? Have you ever had worms? Have you ever uh, needed to, to uh, use them <laughs> for anything? Have you. I know somebody uh, seen them. I watched somebody eat. Uh, Phil, my friend Phil, ate a worm. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Whoa. that's that's gross. more than I've ever. That's so yucky. Interacted with worms. That's so gross. But also, I would like to give him some attention. And watch him do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. I'm not going to be friends with him afterwards. No. Yeah. I'm going to give get... him a little attention. Yeah. And then I'm going to bully him the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is pretty crazy. Um, yeah, these highly invasive worms are taking on North America's forests, but in the short term, they're bad news. Oh yeah, we we mentioned that, right? Yeah, yeah, um, we know, we know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. anyway, st watch out for these crazy worms. If you see worms behaving crazily or uh, just you know they oh. seem mentally unwell, just uh, make sure to st yeah. watch out. We do also have um, a little info here from Nick. Okay. Uh, according to a little so this is sort of like a you know what to do if you're if you find yourself surrounded by crazy worms or whatever yeah according to newsweek there is some guidance on what to do if you spot one in your garden quote simply place any adult worms you find in a bag leave them in the sun for 10 minutes then throw them away Ew. if that is they don't jump out of your hands first what so so it recommends your god like cooking them in a plastic bag basically yeah, yeah and then just suffocating just them away yeah, <laughs> this yeah, it's is like, horrible. Take, it's like fine. Okay, it's like if you find any of these, this worms, is so much worse than my solution. If you find anything you like, don't like, just wrap its like breathing areas in plastic, <laughs> leave it out in the sun until it sun, stops yeah. moving, and then throw it away. Yeah, okay. I thought it seems like it was going to be a bit more complex. They're they pretty fast and loose with it in terms of how they're going to kill it. Because I was imagining like, uh, you know, it's like uh, if you find these worms, put them in a bag. Uh, Put them in your garage, close the yeah. garage door, start your car, <laughs> yeah. uh, sit in the car for just a little bit. Yeah. But be careful. Once yeah, you get yeah. a bit get a bit tired, you might want to go inside. But the those worm. worms are going to take 10 more minutes to uh, die off if they don't jump at you. No, it's like, don't worry. The worms will die before you. So, you know, so you can stay in there. <laughs> yeah, but right. You might get a little yeah, yeah. tired, but just wait and then they'll die. Just and then you can get, out, get some fresh air. Yeah, and it, it just the like. Do your civic you, duty. Make sure the worms are dead first. You know, if they're not moving, don't be fooled. Yeah, wait a keep little longer. Stay on it. Yeah, keep they keep doing a little the, longer. They keep doing the like. You might get a little tired. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> steer clear of that. You might want to stay awake. But listen, yeah. John, I I really like your idea of this Thank national, you. federal, whatever you want to call it, obligatory, obligatory. Mandatory. A bank holiday, I think they call it in uh, Commonwealth countries. Nice. So means like the banks closing. Um, I like that. And do you know what? This is ties in perfectly to our next story. Two hundred forty pound fish, age one hundred, caught in the Detroit River. Hold no way. On. This is local. This is local. Hold on. Hold on, it says. This is from the AP. Wow. This is national, international news. Now, hold on, Ron. Before we go too far, please, can you give me that weight for our, our Commonwealth and um, non-US uh, listeners? Can you give me weight in kilograms so that uh, the impact of this can fully of course. hit them? Yeah, that's 108.8 8 
kilograms. Okay. Nice. And then is that it what's, is, what's 100 years old in metric? Uh, that is 67 years old. <laughs> um, that is uh, 67.77777777. <laughs> Yeah, and um, 108.8 in stone. That's 17 stone <laughs> mm-hmm, nice. for our British, for the queen, because the queen's <laughs> listening right now. In case the queen want to know how much stone yeah. this fish weighs. So, okay. So we have to think, I mean, I'm just doing doing what I learned in seventh grade, just connecting dots, okay? This last story is all about these crazy worms. This ne- The story that I'm talking about now is about the crazy fish. What do fish eat? Worms. Okay. Yeah. Stay with could us. be a solution. Yeah. Stay. Stay with me here. <laughs> a two hundred forty pound, one hundred eight point eight kilogram, seventeen stone, sturgeon, <laughs> which is a fish. A sturgeon is a fish that could be more than one hundred years old. Was caught last week in the Detroit River. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Now, those guys I've are got pros. Some questions. By the way, I've got some questions. How did they know it was 100 years old? Did it have an ID on it? Did it have like its passport or something? <laughs> Thanks, John. And you then, cut it um, in half and you count the rings. In the- yeah. Right. Yeah. But then also it says it could be more than 100 years old. Oh, so they don't know. Mm-hmm. So they're just admitting they don't know. Because mm-hmm. they're giving like, they're, they're, it's like an oral history, you know, of like U.S. <laughs> Fish and Wildlife Service. They're just kind of, it's like they're giving sea shanties about like a, uh, mm-hmm. 240 pound fish that they caught i think there's one guy who works at the detroit river or the u.s like fish and wildlife service here in michigan mm-hmm. and it's because myself and ron we live here in michigan yeah there's one guy he has one eye and an eye patch <laughs> he has missing a ankle and foot he has a wooden stick coming yeah. out of his his calf mm-hmm. and uh he he has a big bushy beard he's always wearing rain gear mm-hmm. and uh he talks in a kind of antiquated sort of like <laughs> I don't know. He kind of sounds like he's out of time a bit. Yeah, but he's yeah, yeah. the one who knows how old the fish is. Oh, and he's yeah. the one who has like the known it for. Yeah, yeah you bring it. He's to got him. the records. He eyeballs it. Yeah. He just can see. Yeah, it. he, he eyeballs it. it. <laughs> yeah. He goes, "This he looks, fish. He looks has the been fish in these in the rivers eye. for a hundred years." Yeah, yeah, he looks the fish in the eye. So he lists the article, all of his mates that have died. The article says the real life river monster. So the real life river monster, uh, I guess he probably gave it that title. Um, was Wait, nearly that's in quotations s- for some reason. Was nearly seven feet long. The agency said Friday on huh. Facebook, where the photo was shared more than twenty four thousand times by late afternoon. So getting lots of traffic on Facebook, viral um, traffic. Based on its girth and size, it is assumed to be a female, and that she mm. has been roaming our waters for over one hundred years. She was quickly released back into the river after being weighed and measured, the Fish and Wildlife Service said. Um, wow. So there you go. Um, that's that's interesting that it's uh, nearly seven feet, like maybe six and a half feet. Yeah. Like uh, uh, potentially you meters. could take that to the uh, Belgian border and fill it in with this fish and yeah. say like... Uh, We're good. You know, Stretch We're good the fish. Now. Yeah, yeah. And then it's this is a no man's land where we share the fish corpse and... <laughs> Everything's yeah, and it's like a hundred year old, maybe more. Who knows? It's like an old champagne bottle. You know, you get one of those, and mm-hmm. French people like a love magnum, that. Like those huge ones. Yeah, yeah sure. And then, okay, so typical lifespan for a sturgeon, uh, for a male sturgeon, is fifty five years, and seventy to a hundred years for females. Holy shit! Double the male sturgeon. Wait, hold on. Seventy to a hundred. This so is over at 100 years, the female fish is at the end of its life. Yeah, so yeah. this is a real old And then old they're saying timer. really old. And they're saying the, the, it's over 100. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, so men get paid er, uh, 55 years and 70 to 100 years, but yeah. the women fish get still get paid well, 80 no, cents on the dollar. The male fish get 55 years to the dollar lifespan. <laughs> right, there you go. There it is. Yeah. Um, so uh the fish was caught on april 22nd near gross eel south of detroit take a look at a map of detroit if you can uh while a three-person crew was conducting an annual sturgeon study well yeah guess what biologists big day um, biologists one of them jason fisher said i felt the fish thumping on the line Fisher, as it got closer, it got me? bigger and bigger. And uh, Paige Wigren recalled thinking, yep, this is going to be a real good fish story. 
<laughs> yeah, and excellent boy, insight, Paige. Yeah, she was right. Um, Wigren <laughs> said, she was tired out and didn't fight us very much. Imagine everything that fish has lived through and seen. And that's very true as well. Got to be honest, true. the fish probably hasn't seen much because sturgeon's a very deep water fish as far as I know. And uh, it's very dark down there. Hey, so. hey, hey, hey. Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> She's seen Jason a lot. Fisher... Jason Fisher, isn't that unbelievable that the guy who caught it, it is spelled the German way, F-I-S-C-H-E-R. Uh, this was the guy who caught it. Yeah. 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 I mean, with a name like Jason Fisher, there's only one thing he could ever grow up to be. Yeah. Adjacent. Adjacent. <laughs> uh, adjacent Fisher. Okay, so um this is going to be real good yeah well that that is true fishing stories are like what people like right you can make them up but this one's yeah. real there's a photo look it up uh detroit river sturgeon but yeah yeah this, now, this story, is one of those stories yeah. oh sorry i was just gonna say this is one of those stories that you really do want to check out the source mm -hmm. uh because i don't know what it is but there's something about fish stories where the the fish they always the whoever catches it wants to say it's larger and longer mm -hmm. and older yeah. Than mm -hmm. it is often when you go to like a bar in an area where there's like lots of lakes or fishing spots. Oh yeah. It'll yeah. be like I caught a fish and it was like 20 years old, or I caught a fish and it was like 55 years old. Oh yeah. And you know it's usually like okay they're exaggerating a little bit. Maybe it's like 15, 22 years old. What are you looking up there? What is this? Is this the Facebook for the U.S. Fish? Yeah, yeah. I was trying to find the uh, the actual uh, thing. Six foot ten, uh, four foot girth. Um. This is unfucking believable. Please take a look at this sturgeon. It's bigger than Jason Fisher. Uh, Jason Fisher is paling in comparison <laughs> to the sturgeon. Um, we need to just be aware that sturgeon exist underneath the water, in the water, I should say, uh, in the deep depths. Please, like, just when you're swimming in, in freshwater, please stay away from the sturgeon. And just really quickly, I know the story has gone on way longer than it should. <laughs> but that Facebook post says that they released the sturgeon back into the water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they have it. to. Yeah, John, lake sturgeon are listed as a threatened species in Michigan. Anglers yeah. can keep one a year, but only if the fish is a certain size. And do you want that size is not almost seven feet. <laughs> Yeah, and it's caught in few state waters, so all sturgeon caught in the Detroit River must be released. So, listeners, and, if you want to like mess with the ecosystem, hey, 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 hey. oh, sorry, no, all right, all right, we'll uh, we'll we'll keep that going. So now, or I mean, keep keep that, just don't don't keep that going, please. Um, <laughs> Leave her alone. I mean, she's a hundred. Yeah, let's take our size, our love of huge things big massive things to the next story okay so we're talking about a 240 pound 100 year old almost seven foot fish in the previous one mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. next story from the new york post snout clout larger noses equal larger penises according to study finally more uh the code has been research from the University of Penis Studies. Um, <laughs> yeah, who's in a who, study that'll yeah doing in this? a study in a study that will no doubt inspire a spike in nose jobs. Japanese researchers discovered that men with large sniffers tend tend to pack large penises as well. Again, that's a scientific term. Like wrigglers, scientists refer to worms as wrigglers. They yeah. refer to, to noses as sniffers. Large sniffers. Yeah, this is a really cool story. Um, so <laughs> Devin's I, really psyched about this I story. Just wanna, <laughs> Devin has I his know hand more. over his face right now. I He's trying to cover more. his nose. Uh, Devin has a wooden, like metal-edged, uh, like school-style ruler uh, not next to yeah. his face he's like trying to look in the mirror and trying to get it right trying to measure so this sure. this study is the first to demonstrate the relationship between stretched penile length and nose size wrote researchers from the kyoto prefectural university of medicine stretched so, penile length 
This just seems like somebody like uh kind of Wait. like outing themselves as like they're just like playing measuring with their penis. penises and noses, like stretching penises out and like yeah. pulling people's yeah. noses. Got your who, nose. Who who's like measuring their penis being like, Well, I'm like three inches flaccid, but I'm seven and a half inches stretched fully. <laughs> fully 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 stretched fully penile, pulling like, it on it. Well, this is the thing, John. There was no living people involved to determine the connection scientists examined the bodies of 126 recently deceased middle-aged men measuring everything from the cadaver's height and weight to the circumference and length of their flaccid members oh wow so they okay how does okay so you say you donate (laughs) your body you donate your body to science and yeah, then yeah. they end up measuring your stretched penis. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, why were they trying to establish any connections between any parts of the body and the stretched like penile? Seems, like why seems, is the yeah. stretched length like what is it? No <laughs> it seems very it seems very ham fisted. Like they <laughs> like they they like bust into the room with a ruler and they're just like, uh measure this, uh measure yeah. that. Yeah. They'd be like be like, what's the connection? Uh, I don't uh, know. Stretch it. Pull pull on it. Just uh, write it all down. Write it all down. More, more, more. <laughs> yeah, stretch it till it breaks. How long is it? Yeah. It's like a piece of taffy just being like ripped apart. Yeah. Um, okay, so to determine the connection. Yeah, I, I mentioned <laughs> so sorry. Uh for the nosy study published in basic and clinical andrology, which I do have a monthly membership for. Nice. If anybody wants a subscription, excuse me. If anybody wants any of the back issues, I can loan them to. Uh, scientists approximated the measurements of subjects' manhood when erect oh. by laying each stiff down and extending the willy up <laughs> as high Wait, as it would go. Yeah, you're referring so, to cadavers as stiffs. This and is the uh, penises as willies. Yeah, again, this is from the New York Post, so that's oh, yeah. that's why yeah. this is happening. It's poetic language, which we love. Right. Yeah. It's uh, true. Yeah, it's quite beautiful. They then compare the results of the lengths of their noses. Because <laughs> it <laughs> oh, seems I like cool. the idea that that was like the next move. Yeah. yeah. What other um, thing sticks out? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so they found that men with 2.2 inch snouts packed larger penises that clocked in at 5.3 inches so let's do i the, guess that uh, makes sense to I mean, if you were to ask me i would assume so yeah. that's 5.5 centimeters okay all right um is 2.2 just for those people at home uh, 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 I've lost my article. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, corpses with beaks smaller than 1.8 inches pack manhoods measuring up to 4.1 inches long. So, womp womp, not as good. Yeah. <laughs> Rounding yeah, out the yeah, middle yeah. were the medium beak, whose tally whackers were four and a half inches. Reportedly, the average penis size in Japan. So, also wow. the largest yeah. size globally. That's the biggest penis you can have. Yeah. That's, um, that's uh, um, um but uh, um, so <laughs> that's interesting, though. They compared. I wonder if this applies to the to the global population or more closely to the Asian population. I'm not sure. Well, I, I have to assume that yeah. this study, whatever the, the the goal was here, I have to assume that these researchers in Kyoto were concerned with maybe not necessarily establishing a link, but just trying to find a more polite way because Japanese people are very, you know, they're very polite to each other mm-hmm. in public. Mm-hmm. They must have been like looking for a polite way to talk about penises in public with that's like less vulgar. Right. So you have to tie I it have to, to assume. The nose. So it becomes noses. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, pitch so it all I, as, oh, this is a study on noses. It's a study about nose length. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, we can approve well, that. And then it's like, well, what are you yeah. comparing it to? It's like, oh, another part of the body. Penises. Yeah. 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 So that's <laughs> the, 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 the title of the art of the, the journal entry is No Size Indicates Maximum Penile Length. And it, it refers to uh, stretched penile length of this SPL. So their conclusion was the fact that nose size is related to SPL, stretched penile length, <laughs> indicates that penile length may not be determined by age, height, or body weight, but has already been determined before birth. Oh, wow. So Very useful information. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the thing. If the researchers had more information on their cadavers, like 
Okay. Say you die, you know that like on the back of your driver's license, you can scan it and it gives you like all of your biomedical, like yeah. basic information. That should also include penis size. Oh yeah. I've been <laughs> saying this. I, 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 uh, like, I when take hard, that like when you go to the doctor's office, they, you know, whatever they have to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And then they measure what like the length of your like erect penis is because the flaccid stretched penile length. Yeah, yeah not really good. useful for medical research. No, we yeah. as scientists what, what are we, to do uh, we reject that yeah. uh, measurement. <laughs> we yeah, want, I've been, we so, want fully erect, engorged, um, you know, measures. aroused. Absolutely, penis. Yeah, aroused. You should be aroused, and yeah. that's something that should be like you know, okay, your thumbprint, it, part of your record, also erect, aroused, penile length. Yes. Yeah, it's just the next number over. It's the and next one down. <laughs> I, I, I mentioned that I've been saying this because uh, about once a week, I do it on Monday mornings. I always try to write a letter to my uh, elected representatives. And in the state of Michigan, I write to the, uh, ele my elected um, official about <laughs> how they should be including penile size on the licenses. So I yes. send 52 letters a year. <laughs> I send 52 letters a year. I get, um, you know, a response once in a while. You're so elected a official. Yeah, <laughs> a few knocks on the door and like, uh, it's interesting. But I like I the idea that, yeah, to do that, too. that should be something when you get pulled over. It's like, like your height, your eye color, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We know. Uh, so, yeah, that is uh, interesting news coming out of Japan, it seems. And um, uh, the New York Post was more than happy to... Uh, uh, report on the average penis size in japan um <laughs> and and use some uh, colorful language within the article that's why that that newspaper keeps kicking baby um and you know i've uh been paying attention to the medical study of penis for yep. I, yeah <laughs> um, for, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man um, for a while, I guess. <laughs> I guess we'll keep an eye on that or something. We'll yeah, we'll eye. keep an eye yeah, on we'll the keep, Journal of we'll Penis, uh, penis Studies. Or other. Penis More studies. incredible research. From, for those okay. listeners who are worried, uh, the, the, uh, the study does not... Um, it does not like say whether or not these people are showers, quote-unquote. Scientists are not deciding whether or not the noses correlate to if you're a shower yeah. or a grower. So those yeah. are scientific terms. Yep. Yeah, that's a whole other that, field of that research. But, if yeah. you find yourself in a bind and people are looking at the size of your nose, be like, okay, well, you know, give me, yeah. it, it's just, it's not a shower nose, okay? Don't let them go with the stretch penis measurement. Make sure that you get hard. <laughs> okay, yeah. yes, that's all. Uh, okay, so let's uh, <laughs> zip up our pants on that, um, <laughs> on that segment. Uh, that was, again, my favorite part of the show, the uh, what's in the news section. So we, we had a pretty global roundup there and uh, even some local news for John and I here in Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, but this always takes us to one thing that we love. The hero of the week. Who's the hero of the week this week? This week, we have a story out of Nashville, Tennessee, and it involves somebody, a local celebrity from Detroit, Michigan, who probably lives in Nashville now or something. Mm -hmm. uh, man arrested at Kid Rock's bar for removing colostomy bag and swinging it around. So oh, me, oh, that's, my. Oh, me, oh, my, yeah. So according to Scan Nashville on Twitter, that's at Scan Nashville, a call came over the Metro Nashville Police Radio last night for assistance at Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk rock and roll steakhouse on Lower Broadway. Uh, I've never uh, been to Nashville, but uh, I've actually I'd seen Kid Rock's uh, big ass honky tonk rock and roll steakhouse before. Okay, well I was going to say. Yep, in Nashville. Nice. I was going to say, I've never been to Nashville, but uh, you know if I do go, I'm going to Kid Rock's big-ass honky-tonk rock-and-roll steakhouse for dinner. 
Yes. Um, Absolutely. I like imagining the person who got who listened to this on the police scanner. Yeah. And it was like I they heard they overheard and their ears pricked up when they heard. We've got the code number two. Oh, nice, John. <laughs> Thank you. A, a poo a poo code. The poo, a poo code. code. So yeah. WSMV TV reports his name is Nicholas Newhart. So now we now we can put a, a name to a name. To a guy uh, that swings <laughs> his colostomy bag. <laughs> yeah, because you can't see a picture of him. So Newhart took out his colostomy bag from the inside of the front of his pants area, it says, and started <laughs> to swing the bag around from left to right, Ooh. hitting two of the Metro police officers with feces, according oh, wow. to the arrest report. Um, police said Newhart was intoxicated at the time of his arrest. Oh, makes sense. Uh, uh yeah. So he was he was he was booked. Uh, his booking records show he's arrested at seven thirty eight. Decent time. It could be still bright out, which is kind of interesting. You know, it's like not yeah. even nighttime, and he's like completely uh, buckled at seven thirty eight, swinging his sea bag <laughs> all around Nashville. Uh, either he's a huge fan of uh, Kid Rock, or he or he's doing a dirty protest, as uh, Alan Partridge would say. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, with regards to this restaurant, I'm unsure of if, if again, if he's pro or against Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk rock and roll steakhouse. He could oh, be wow. just extremely for, and that was his way of like celebrating. According to uh, the yeah. according to the scanner traffic, this was the third time police had been in contact with the man that night, and he had previously refused medical attention both times. Then when police encountered the man again, he removed his colostomy bag and began flinging poo on the responding officer. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Whoa. like, the, it's the third yeah. time police had been in contact. It's like all these like cops go back to the station and like everyone's just covered in poo. It's like, what is oh, going man. on here tonight? Yeah. yeah. It's a Nicholas Newhart night here at the uh, Nashville <laughs> Police 6 Precinct. They must um, have a photo of him like, at the police station where it's like, if you're getting called out to see Nicholas Newhart, like bring a smock. Yeah. It, it's like a, a Gallagher show when you're, when you're <laughs> arresting him. So I'm looking at a, a photo of Nicholas Newhart. Um, he, he has a tattoo. Uh, oh, it, he has a neo-Nazi tattoo right on his uh, oh. forehead there that says oh. 1488 and something wow. above that. What a delightful uh, guy. He looks... <laughs> absolutely terrifying uh <laughs> he kind of has cauliflower ear yeah he's, he's either been, a boxer or he's been to prison many times he's been wrestling in prison uh potentially getting ringworm on the wrestling mat um, but in any case this guy is our hero of the week <laughs> yeah yeah what the fuck i think did not see did not see that, that that tattoo on him earlier but maybe what we Anyways. should say is that the, the person that listened to the scanner and discovered yes, the story that's, that's our hero of the week that's our hero yes and maybe you, dare i say the that's police officers that responded to the third call Let's um, give it to him this time. Come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not they, one here to like go like jump out of our seats to praise police officers, but if getting sprayed you're arresting with poo. a neo-Nazi who's yeah. trying to spray shit on you. Yeah, and it's the yeah. third time. You didn't deserve that a night. pat on the back, maybe this one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> it's like I, I'll share I'll share a donut with you. Like, yeah. I like donuts, you like donuts. Let's like, give a round of donuts to these boys. This one time we'll make an exception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or that time the uh, police horse licked me, and I was like, oh, that's nice. That was nice. That was a good day. Well, it, it seems as though Nicholas uh, Newhart needs to be um, sent somewhere. Uh, probably like a hospital. a hospital. That would be the first place I'd send him. Or the men's room. Yeah, to fix yeah. that sea bag. Because Empty it out. I mean, come on. Yeah. and, and See, the other thing is we don't know why he has... A colostomy bag. Yeah. Um, we don't know why he was like. I'm not, again. I'm not trying to reinforce the carceral state here, but I'm just mm -hmm. saying, like, <laughs> can we please throw this guy back in prison? Yeah. I mean, if there's scares someone the fuck who's going to be in prison, yeah, this guy scares the shit out of. Well, well, yeah, uh, he's, uh -huh. he's doing that himself. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, he, he's booked uh, at the Davidson County Jail. 
address is if you want to write to him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, well, let's put let's give our PO box and see. Let's see what we get. Oh no, no, no! Uh, I don't even want no. to mention. You, we you already did. Oh, and listen to it. Okay. Uh, well, anyway. Okay. So uh, <laughs> hero of the week. It, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. Something our guest next other. week. Our guest next week's Nicholas Newhart, and I'm really scared. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Let's uh let's close this out tonight today. Let's morning. cool off, everyone. Let's cool off. And you we know how a... we like to cool off. We like to crunch numbers. We're all like, uh, we're not certified public accountants, any of us. None of us are CPAs. Yeah. But we are. I did do bookkeeping for a couple months. Well, you know? I was going to say that we are uh, like hobbyist yeah. accountants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also a hobby doctor. If you ever have any sort of medical stuff, I will be more than happy to tell you what I think it could be because it's a hobby of mine. And I'm listen- a hobby penile, stretched penile length researcher. Okay, okay, guys. We've got uh, we've got some numbers to get to. Um, so I'll go ahead and intro it. It's this, this week's this numbers. numbers. <laughs> Thank you, Devin. Uh, all right. Well, I've got the dashboard up here. We're looking at the Blue Men Group dashboard. I think this is a huge fucking week for us. Yeah. We had a lot of listens on new pathways. Uh, yeah. 121 first week listens. That's up 60% in the past 14 that's days. That's crazy. That's huge. Unironically, that's the biggest jump we've probably ever had. That's true because I said, do you think we can hit 3,000? And uh, that w- I was, I was, I nearly cried when <laughs> some, of, some of you said we couldn't. <laughs> I nearly cried when, I nearly cried when some of you said we couldn't. I, by the way, I could see Ron at the time, and I looked, and it looked like he had tears in his eyes. I had yeah. a single tear going down. It was stuck on my so eyelash. He did so we're, technically we're, cry. We're like 30 away, for, like 36 away from getting 3,000. He's crying again right now. 2,964 okay, okay. all-time downloads. The more important numbers, though, I think, are yesterday's okay. downloads, 52. Last yes. seven days... 195 in the last seven Hell days. Hell yes. Big, big. Yeah. And then in the last 30 days, 713. Like we're coming up on three quarters of a thousand per month. Absolutely yes. spectacular. That's huge. This is just taking off. It's it's uncontrollable at some points. I'm actually um, afraid of where this is going to go. So thank yeah. you, everybody, for spreading you. the show around. And you've done very well. Um, but you yeah. do need to do a little more. Little more, yeah. little, little more. There's always help. room for growth. A little more would help. It would definitely would help. As we've said, you can just play it on mute if you want. Like even after mm-hmm. you listen to it, just keep it playing all night. Um, you've got friends. Yeah. you've got friends. Now that you've listened to a few episodes, this is our thirtieth episode. You've been listening probably for at least a few now. At least um, twenty nine. You're getting a sense of the show, and you're probably thinking of some new friends, friends that you didn't think of before. That now you're thinking, oh, they actually could be into this. Um, I should send it to them. I haven't yeah. talked to them in a while. Yeah. Use it as an excuse to kind of reach yeah. out and say, hey, well, how's it going? There's this podcast that I thought uh, you'd really enjoy. And uh, yeah. by the way, um, I'm well. Hope you're well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the, 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 this podcast is a great excuse to reach out to people you haven't spoken to in five, six, seven, 12, 14, seven, 19 years of your life. 100, 100 years. Yeah, if you haven't spoken in three three hundred and fifty years, this would be a great opportunity. opportunity. By the way, it's Mother's Day next week. Yeah, and you know what gift always keeps on giving? It's the Blue Men Group podcast feed. Yeah, that's right. It is free. So all you have to do is just give her the link to subscribe to it. That's all you have to do, and that's a Uh gift. It's a gift. Yeah. If you have an iPhone, you can you can like text the podcast itself and they can play it in the text message. It's yeah. crazy. And if and if your mother is a trucker, yeah. Come on. Perfect. 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 Gift. Yeah, you Perfect. already should have sent it, so send it. 
Yeah. You're weird if you haven't said that already, actually. <laughs> um, well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. It's been one hell of a show. We've gone everywhere. We've gone under underground, under the water. We've stayed, you know, just in the general ground area. Um, <laughs> we swung we got, around our own heads. Yeah. Yeah, we got some poo on us. But we'll, we'll have to take. <laughs> we'll have to clean up, to be honest. So uh, let's hit the showers, everyone. Yeah, let's hit the showers. Don't forget to bring your ruler in there. I've got some measurements we got to do. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.